Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's American football. That's right, it's the Laces Out podcast. Me and Mr. Williams are going to take you through some more playoff football. We've had week one and we're going into week two. Brings us ever closer to the uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, if you're checking us out on YouTube, just go ahead and click the subscribe button. It's a big help to the channel. And uh, that means uh, it'll be a big help to you because we'll be able to bring you more fantastic content. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. And we're off. I don't think. I think you missed it. I think. Uh, I think the reveal will be too late. Um. Mm. I think sadly, I did. Yeah. So, it's that time of the week where us two reprobates discuss a football of sort. Who knows which type? Um, it's. Uh, this time round, it's going to be the uh, the weird shaped ball, and it's going to be American football. That's right. It's the Laces Out podcast with myself and my glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams. How are you doing, sir? Hello, world. Decided mm. so. to uh, harness my inner Belichick. You know. It's, uh, there's no Belichick in the postseason, so let's bring him into the postseason, metaphorically speaking. He's uh, he's turned he's turned down an award, hasn't he? I did see that earlier today. Yes, he has turned down the. I don't think it's the Medal of Valor, is it? No. It is something. That, uh, da, 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 it's the highest the NFL UK website. It's the highest honour a citizen can receive. I think I read it as being said. Well, that is rude. Not on the main page. This is incredibly, incredibly annoying. I can't, it was I can't, on the Twitter. It was on the Twitter. I can't think where I saw it. Maybe I saw it on the Twitter. So, while you... Anyway. While you... Well, I was going to say, I was going to cover while you were looking. Um, week one of the playoffs done. Uh, week 18 in some people's books. Um, a disappointment for some... And some of the some being me, I was very disappointed to see uh, see the uh, one of the teams go out, and I was not surprised in the slightest when another team went. Even though I imagine I picked differently, um, the, uh, the the conspiracy machine was still uh, in full swing in our house by the time that game came round. But let's not jump ahead. Let's not let's not spoil. 
the uh, the surprise of which teams absolutely crashed and burned this weekend. Um, Mr. Williams, anything stand out ish for you from uh, week eighteen, also known as week one of the playoffs? Playoffs. Uh, I suppose it was it, it wasn't so much a team that did well as as opposed to a team that just didn't turn up for me. Um, so you could you could take one of two teams for that. I think personally, so you'd argue that the Seahawks just hit a wall, maybe sort of. You know, week 11, 12, and then just never never truly recovered from that. Keeping them, keeping them close to close to the heart. Um, and obviously, the Steelers just never, ever got started. I, I, said, I said to the stats mistress partway through that game, I was like, people will say the Steelers lost this game. And some people will say the Browns won. I would say that this solely falls on one man's head. And that is the man who was driving that bus. I I haven't seen Big Ben play that bad in a while. I, I mean... It, it, there was a point where it was like he couldn't throw the ball. If it had been anybody else, I'd I'd have expected a quarterback change. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna take out a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback okay, when you're down the most points that anyone's ever been down in the first quarter of a postseason game ever. Um, so. I don't know. I think, I think it was a combination of factors for me. I think it's similar to the Seahawks. They just they had that. There was they started eleven and zero, and then they had that loss to Washington that kind of set them back a little bit. Um, and they've never really, they've never really got back on the horse. No. From that point for me, they obviously they won. They won week 16 against the Titans. Um, and that's... Was it against the Titans? No, the Colts, sorry. Um, they won week 16 against the Colts. Hmm. Um, and that obviously won the division the division championship. And then from there, they've, they've sort of gone on further. But... Yeah. Yeah, there was. I don't, I don't know if it's something just obviously wasn't right, and what that something was, who knows? But I don't know if something's been like been said, or if they were just coasting for the first eleven weeks and they're just managing to get little lucky breaks here and there that were making them money. Every every conversation every know. conversation I've had about the Steelers this season has always boiled down to the same thing. The, the The other side of the conversation is look at 
their schedule. Look at the games they played. Look at the teams they went up against. They just had a, a, a schedule that that went in their favour. And like you say, as far as coasting's concerned, I'm pretty sure that that got them through those 11 games. It was only when they started, I mean, <laughs> maybe barring Washington, but it was only when they started like hitting proper teams did we actually see what they were made of. And... I mean, that's not that that wasn't playoff football. All all due to the Browns. The Browns played amazing football. But like I say, some people will say the Steelers lost that game, and some people will say the Browns won it. For me, that that defeat solely rested on on Roethlisberger's head. That it was. Sometimes you just get it where. Some players go into certain games and it's just not it's just not there, it's just not working. And that seemed to be the the, the case for that game. Yeah. Obviously, personally I'm 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 rather happy from a perspective of like, you know, wanting the Browns to go through and stuff like that, so but is uh, is body language on the side at the end, seem to sort of indicate that maybe might be the end, but we'll wait and see what happens in the off-season, I suppose, but who knows? Obviously, he's, uh, he's the same, he's the, well, he came in the same class as Eli and P-Riv. Eli's already gone. P-Riv said that he'll, he'll come back for one more go with the Colts if the Colts want him. But other than that, he's, he's happy to retire. But, you know, Obviously, like not all quarterbacks can be Tom Brady and just into reverse age. So, no. not all know. quarterbacks are we'll created equally. If he's if he's got the if he's got the hunger, if he's got the desire to come back and try for one more championship, then he'll come back. But if not, they need to seriously start thinking about taking his successor because I don't think there are I don't think his successors in the uh, in the quarterback room at the minute. So. No. Uh, obviously, you know, you, you did mention the Seahawks. Um, big disappointment for me, personally. Um, I, I I have that thing with the Seahawks that they're, they're very, you know, some seasons are amazing and they get so far and then and other seasons, you, you know, they, they could lose any, any game. You know, it's very much a, is this the game they're going to lose? Um, unfo- I mean, I, I, I'd I, sent you a message and I was like, <laughs> it was probably a bit, a little bit harsh at half eight on a Sunday morning, but me going, mother, naughty word, <laughs> followed by absolutely nobody wants to see the Seahawks go out at this point in time, especially to the Rams. I mean, I, I, I should probably stop what I was gonna say there because, uh, yeah, uh, I was I was a little put out, some might say. But again, I feel I feel that we may have jumped ahead somewhat. I mean, you know, we are talking we are talking about the games. Um, 
no surprises that Washington have gone out. Um, there was a little bit of one of those. Great for them to make it to the playoffs, but, you know, I don't think anybody believed they were going to go any further than, than what they did. Um, the sec- well, the second that the, the, second that the Buccaneers couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get into the um, higher seeds by when the, when the Saints won the division, you just knew that the Bucs were just playing for that fifth seed. Because it didn't matter which of the teams got in from the NFC East, they knew they were going to take them down. So, um, I suppose the one the one bright spot that you would say for Washington is that the uh, the guy who played at quarterback from didn't look out of his depth, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he looked um, he looked good. There was a lot of uh, a lot he of like props. He looked like he could run the offense. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be getting a lot of props. Um, so obviously. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, they've, um, you'd imagine that if he's still if he's healthy, that Alex Smith will be the starter going into next season. But um, no, we'll say that they've got um, Kyle. I was trying to work out which of the Allens it is because there's Kyle, Josh. Josh, and Brad. Is it Bradley? No. That's a footballer. There's the, the one who played for um, Cincinnati. I can never remember his name. Um, but there's, there was three, because this, this happened last season on the podcast, where there was a week where Josh Allen started for the Bills, Kyle Allen started for the Panthers, and is it, Brand, it might be Brandon Allen started for the, uh, for the Bengals. And it was... There was like a stat where it was the first time that three quarterbacks had all started with the same name that weren't related <laughs> ever in history or something like that. So um, you'd imagine that, like I say, if if Alex Smith is healthy, you'd imagine that he'll be the starter for next season. But they've got arguably they've got somewhat of depth in the in the quarterback department now with um, with this uh, Taylor Heineke fella. Mm. Um, if if he if he sticks around. And, Given his performance on uh, on Saturday, you'd be surprised if he didn't. So, indeed, the one bright spot. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk some stats for the uh, for the weekend games, or do you want to talk scores? Dealer's choice. Well, should we go through the games? Yeah, go on. And then the stats will back up what's been said about the games. No, flip that because. We'll probably bring up stuff that will be stats about the games, so we might duplicate the stats. Up here for thinking. So, you want to do the stats first, then? Stats o'clock. Yeah, might as well. Let's go. Oh, by the way, the Belichick thing was that he uh, he, he was awarded the Medal of Freedom. Yeah, him and uh, him and Big Don are uh, big mates, aren't they? But uh, he's he said that he's had to he's had to turn it down because of the uh, the stuff that went on at the Capitol. Um, so, um, as always, week in week out, this week ain't no different. Um, the stats mistress gets in touch with uh, Nate Davis of USA Today. 
and uh, gets all those juicy stats and those stats are then transformed into the cream, the very cream of the stat crop. Uh, I then share them because I'm, 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 you know, I'm that kind of guy. I share them with my glamorous co-host who uh, this week just so happened that the cut where the cutoff was just mean, means that um, Mr. Williams gets a stat that has additional points. Um, but again, we're skipping ahead. Um, there's just a few stats. Um, you know, less games, less teams, less players. So, just a few. But, here we go. So, the first of the stat from the NFL Week 18 2020 season, or some would call it, the playoff week one. The Cleveland Browns won their first playoff game in 26 years. Well done to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, 26 years? 26 years. Uh, the second stat is absolutely about the Browns. The Browns, 28 first quarter points Sunday were a playoff record since the merger. Cleveland had not scored at least 40 points in a postseason game since 1954. Whilst we're on the Browns subject, Cleveland's Baker Mayfield and Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes will meet next Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium for a matchup of former Texas Tech Red Raiders. Try saying that fast. Completely switching to a different team now. The Buffalo Bills won their first playoff game in 25 years. Everybody's getting in the playoffs. And everybody's winning. I mean, obviously, you know, not the Steelers or the Seahawks. but And weirdly, finally for me, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson exercised a personal demon, winning his first postseason start in his third attempt. Jackson joined Colin Kaepernick as, own, as the only quarterbacks with multiple 100-yard rushing games in playoff history. Not wanting to go back to the political stuff at all, but I saw something that made me howl. Uh, I don't know if you've seen about all the people who uh, were like... They're, they're trying to get all the people from this thing at the Capitol building, and they're all on no-fly lists and stuff. And somebody snapped a picture of Colin Kaepernick at the airport and has tagged it with, but guess who can still fly? And I was like, absolutely. That is brilliant. We just His hair is like this big. It's so big. And he's just got this massive cheesy grin. And I was like, good on you. Well done, sir. Uh, that, is, that is the end of my stats. <laughs> Is his hair now so big that if he was to be asked to play by an NFL team, he wouldn't be able to fit it in the helmet? There is absolutely no way that hair is going anywhere near it. They, they, they will need, like, do you remember in Scrubs where he had the hair mitt? 
they'll need to they'll need to come up with an NFL hermit. It'll be like a double decker. So they'll they'll have like the bit the dome bit, and then they'll just put another one on top, and then see if he can get it in that. Unless he sort of concocts some sort of deal where he threads each sort of section through holes that are born in the top yeah. of the helmet, yeah, and then braids it for extra protection. Absolutely, stop the old CTE going. At this point in time, I wish I could get the uh, get to the helmet and and see how we can sort of see where the holes are and see if we can fashion something for it. Well, well, we'll continue with some stats about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Bucs won their first playoff game in eighteen years. For those who are keeping count, the last one was a Super Bowl victory over the Raiders. Mm. Continuing with the Tampa Buccaneers, on Saturday, Tom Brady, 43, became the oldest player to throw a post-season touchdown pass. He was 51 days the senior to the previous record holder, George Blander. Brady and his former teammate, current Titans kicker Stephen Gostkowski, are the first players to be members of playoff clubs in 12 consecutive seasons. Uh, this was the first week where Tom Brady had, had ever played a wild card road game. Mm-hmm. And finally, for Mr. Brady himself, Tom Brady has now beaten 17 different NFL franchises in the playoffs amongst his record 31 postseason victories. No, excuse me, no other quarterback even has 17 playoff wins, let alone different teams that they've been. Hall of Famer Joe Montana's 16 triumphs ranked second all time. God, it just just makes you want to hate him all the more, doesn't it? That he's, that he's got all these I, I don't think it's possible. What's making what's what's helping me to hate hate him more is people have started calling the books the Tompa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's that's not it's getting the Get things done in Tampa Bay. Exactly. I, uh, I, I went, I went a bit too early. There is one more stat about the books. Saturday's meeting between the books and Washington was the first postseason game to feature female coaches on both sidelines. For the books, it was Laurie Locust and Morale Javadifer. Probably butchered that surname. And for Washington, it was Jennifer King. Positive progress always. Welcome. Absolutely. Uh, next up, the Titans cornerback Malcolm Butler made his first playoff interception since quite a famous one. It was the play at the goal line between the Patriots and the Seahawks where Russell Wilson could have just handed the ball off to, uh, to Marshawn Lynch just to rumble in there for the uh, the game ceiling touchdown, probably sealing his position as the MVP of the game and uh, getting me some cash. Yeah, he, he threw it. Malcolm Butler picked, uh, picked him off, and the yeah. game was over. So. Yeah, and never has there been a more apt thing than the league sketch where they throw <laughs> they throw the bottle of beer and end up on fire. That's basically what happened. Hilarious. Uh, 
the pandemic firing havoc beyond the field. NFL Network's Kurt Warner, CBS's Tony Robo, and NBC's Mike Tarico all had to quarantine and do the broadcast from their own homes this Maybe. weekend. It was it was quite strange because they actually they actually showed Robo's setup at one point because they had a they had a section where Jim Nance was talking to him and they had him side by side uh, and they were explaining that um, Robo's been selected to go into the College Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, so you saw that at Robo's home we had like the uh, the CBS backdrop or whatever that he put in the uh, one of the, the many many studies that he obviously has in his Dallas home mm-hmm. so must be nice must be okay and last stat I suppose it's official the Steelers are the worst 11 and 0 and now 12 and 5 team in NFL annals. I, I mean, true. True story, bro. Not, not necessarily a stat. I think but, it was just. It's definitely true. They definitely. Uh, I think it was just. They definitely, for one of the better phrase, shat the bed. I think it was just a dig from the stats mistress. And she was just throwing that out right at the end just to polish things off. So there you go. That's the end of my stats. Well, there we go. So let's talk about the games. The games that were. Well, we started the weekend. Hmm. With uh, the first playoff game in Buffalo since I believe 1995, I think it said, might have been 1996. But yeah, this is the first time that Buffalo had hosted a playoff game since 1995 or 1996. Well, did it say 25 years? Say again? Did that stat say it was 25 years? Uh, Yeah, I think it probably did earlier on, yeah. Yeah, so. So that work out. Yeah. Yeah, that was at 96. Um, and the, uh, the the few home fans that were let into the stadium were uh, richly rewarded with a Buffalo Bills victory, which, according to the book... Uh, 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 so for those keeping score, that's one... Out of six, 100% record so far. Obviously, the eagle-eyed will have seen already that the uh, the second pick <laughs> was not as successful. <laughs> um, of, of, all, of all six games, the Colts-Bills game is the one I saw probably the least of as I was on a Zoom call at the same time. Um, but... In the in some coverage of the game afterwards, it sounded like um, the Bills pretty much had Josh Allen to thank for the win. So he basically sort of put the team on his back and uh, did what all good quarterbacks should really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no no shocks there. I suppose they were, they had a number two seed in the AFC after all. So yeah. you would certainly hope that they would take care of this, and they did. And they did. 
we move on to Seattle, obviously, as discussed. Probably up there up there with the Steelers game as the as the sort of the shock of the weekend. This just a just a real disappointing performance, I suppose, from Seattle. Mainly yeah. because going into the game we see the Rams had their backup quarterback starting. Yeah. He got knocked out of the game, I think, in the first sequence. Um so the backup had to come in. I mean, luckily for the Rams, the backup was Jared Goff. So, but he, but he was coming off the back of surgery, and, and he was, and he was obviously able to rally round and get him through the game. So, sadly, as we can, as we can see from the book, yeah, down to fifty percent. <laughs> Two guys in, down to fifty percent. We then take a short. Well, I say. We go from Washington State to Washington Town. I don't even know where it is. I think it's, I think the stadium's in Maryland. So, and it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travelling to Washington. And as we already know, the Buccaneers were successful. So that puts our percentage up to quick maths, Andrew. Seventy-five percent. Sixty-six percent. That was my other guess. So 66% correct. So we're all at two out of three. Not really much to say about that game. Like we covered it earlier. Taylor Heineke, probably the, the one sort of upshot of the game that was the most surprising. So three out, two out of three, not bad. a bad little start. The next game was potentially the game of the weekend. It was the Baltimore Ravens travelling to the Tennessee Titans looking for revenge after last season's uh, divisional round exit mm. to the Titans. Oh. oh! We all we all pick the Ravens. That's another point. It's interesting. Point how many? What percentage? What percentage, Andrew? Seventy-five percent. Correct. <laughs> so that's obviously the game we all pick the Ravens, but. I think we, I think me and you had certainly both said last week that we wouldn't have been surprised if the Titans had. had uh, and weirdly, uh, out of four people picking, I'm surprised that there wasn't at least one person going Titans. I think it's because, obviously, subconsciously, we all realised that their defense is atrociously bad. I think Sky Sports flashed up a stat. That said something like they worked out that was it was either five hundred and eighty two or five hundred and eighty three teams had made the playoffs since the sort of the format started. And of all the teams that had made the playoffs, so I think it was five hundred and eighty three, they were statistically the five hundred and eighty second defence. So they were like <laughs> they went in they went into the postseason as a historically terrible defence. So, it wasn't a great shock that the Ravens were able to get them and uh, and sort of put the put the boots to them, so to speak. The, but the Ravens, the Ravens are exactly what they needed to do. They shut the run down yep. and they made um, they made Ryan Tannehill have to try and throw the ball, and he was successful for a period, but it was it was never really sustained. Uh, and then the Ravens just their quality shone, uh, shone through. 
Yeah, me and the stats mistress were saying ultimately, as as is always the way, when you build a team around one player, no matter how great that player is, and I think we can all agree on this one. Derek Henry is great. You know the true definition of great. Um, no matter how much you build your entire team around that one player, the the opposition has to look at one thing. It's like shut Derek Henry down do nothing else do nothing else in this game shut Derek Henry down that's it that's it so it's a it's a game winning formula so and 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 when you've got teams like I I look back over like um like Super Bowl games with the Patriots where teams have got into it thinking they know what the Patriots are playing and what the Patriots are giving them. And that was always the thing that made them so dangerous was because they could either make you think one thing and that absolutely wasn't what was going on or they were so adaptable that once you got locked into, oh, they're playing it this way, they would just change and they would beat you like that. If you've got a one-trick pony and that one-trick pony gets shut down and you've got nothing else... No surprises by the way that games are going to go. So, two games left. Two games left. So we take a short hop from Tennessee. We'll we'll, we'll drive down a state or two. We'll go over to Louisiana. We'll hop over to the uh, the New Orleans Superdome, or the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, as it's known for uh, sponsorship purposes, because we like to give shout-outs on this podcast. And I'll do, uh, not not to sort of make it that obvious, but I'll, I'll do it like this way. So we've got a point there for Andy, point there for Paul, point there for Leanne. Oh, no. Oh, oh dear. Oh. What's she doing? Oh. By the way, have I uh, have I raised on the podcast yet Amy's absolute disdain for everything Washington football team based? Is it because so for, the last, for the last couple of weeks when I've been doing the predictions with and I just say, so we've got the Philadelphia Eagles versus versus the Washington football team, and she's like, well, I'm... I'm going to have to go for the Eagles because I can't, in, all in all in good conscience, pick a team that's called the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. Leanne had major issues with it at the start of the season. She couldn't get past it. It was just like, just pick a, pick a name. Just anything. <laughs> anything. Just don't be called football team. It's like, yeah, we, we get it. It's, it's fine. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm in agreement. They're, let's face it; they've only got this. They only ha- they were only allowed this season. They have to, they have to designate a name by next season. So maybe we will be dealing with the Wildcats or the Wolverines or I can't even think what the other one was. I think the Wildcats was the uh, was the heavy hitter uh, before they designated. The Washington football team. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, so this was the 
basically the blowout of the weekend, even though it wasn't that much of a blowout as, as such. Um, lower scoring than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, I thought the Saints were going to drop a few more points on them than they actually did. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's, it's dawned on me, Andrew, that I'll, uh, I haven't been given the, uh, the NFL app stat no. for each game. So, I'm just going to run through those now. So the stat given for the Colts Bills game was it was the first playoff win since 995, which you've already heard. Uh, the Rams Seahawks one is quite interesting. So that is the third time uh, in team history that the Seattle Seahawks have lost a home playoff game. So they've only lost three times at home in the playoffs. Two of those have been against the Rams. So the Rams just basically have the Seahawks number. Mm. I mean, even when they were. Even when the Rams were in St. Louis, the Seahawks just never seemed to know how to play against them. They were always getting turned over by the Rams. Yep. Um, Tom Brady, 31 career playoff wins, most by a quarterback since 1950. Uh, Ravens-Titans, uh, Baltimore is 6-0 in road wildcard games. So if they're ever the 5th, 6th or 7th seed, they've never lost a wildcard game. So it sounds like they only lose wildcard games if they're a higher seed in play mm. Um Better Saints, uh, fewest points allowed in playoff game in team history. So the Bears only scored nine points against the Saints. That, I mean, it should have been more. Yeah. Because the uh, the Bears dropped, uh, they had a, like a trick play drawn at where Trubisky lined up on the outside as a receiver. Um, I think the snap went to David Montgomery, who handed it off to, I can't remember who else it was, but then they flipped it to Trubisky, who'd gone back into the centre. Uh, and they bombed it downfield for Sims, mm-hmm. who just absolutely just dropped it. Yep. And just terrible. Um, so it should have been, should have been at least, uh, it should have been playing against at least 16 points, but, um, yeah, that, that one was, as we called it last week on the podcast, it was a fairly straightforward um, result. That, that's for, for the people who didn't see it and the people who were aware of it, though, that was the first playoff game that they'd, uh, they'd tried to cr- um, cross-promote and sh- it was simultaneously cast on Nickelodeon in the States. <laughs> so this was the uh, this is the rate initiative to try and get more kids watching football. Yeah. Um, and it basically had... Um, the end zones had slime cannons yep. attached for when there was... Uh, obviously, this is all digital, not, not legitimate slime cannons. Did you see the Spongebob? Um, yeah, there was... Spongebob appeared between the posts yep. when they were kicking. Um, they had... I did see that when there was a... When the ref came up and uh, gave a penalty um, on one or two of the calls, I saw that young Sheldon... Um, from the TV show Young Sheldon popped up to explain what the rule was that they'd just broken and stuff like that. Mm. So that was quite good. So I quite like that. Obviously, they always say like kids are the future, so yeah. obviously the next generation needs to needs to start somewhere. So if this is if this is something that's that's going to get kids interested in American football, then I, that's that's great. So. Sounded like it was quite a positive thing. The one, uh, the one negative that will go against it was obviously the fact that at one point when the ref was calling out a uh, uh, a foul on one of the plays, one of the uh, one of the bears was stood 
near enough to the uh, ref and said, what the fuck's that all about? Or something like that. And it was heard live on Nickelodeon, Aww. so... Oopsie. So not ideal. And finally, as discussed before, we all know what happened in Pittsburgh. But I know what which, happened in the predictions. Which of the predictors were sensible enough to pick what was going to happen in Pittsburgh? Let's see. I knew this was coming. I was sat earlier this evening and I was like, hang on a minute. Something doesn't feel right. There's a there's a disturbance in the force. I was like, shit, pop it the brass. I was like, damn it. So, for those of you who are keeping score at home, that is Andy, Leanne and Amy with four out of six picked correct, which as a percentage is... Like sixty, like sixty-six percent or something. Sixty-six, maybe. Uh, I've shafted myself here though, because I so obviously I did. I, 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 my faith in the Browns did see me home, uh, and I managed to get five out of six picks correct. So eighty-three percent correct. Go on, lad. Well done. So, the tiebreaker wasn't required. Obviously, the tiebreaker was set because Andy and Leanne both had the same picks. Um, so, the tiebreaker, if needed, uh, Andy thought 230 points would be scored across the six games. Leanne thought 245 points would be scored across the six games. Uh, the six games sorry. So, that's not needed. So... 303 or something in total... I, I haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't counted them up, but that, that sounds like it could be correct because obviously the the Browns Steelers game was heavy, heavy scoring. Was it Indeed. something like 40, 45, 30? Yeah, it was 48, 48, 37. Yeah. So that game alone had eighty five points yeah. in it. Crazy talk. No, that is right. Yeah, that is right. Crazy. Crazy. So, all that does for the post-season predictions is that that puts me 1-0 up on the rest of the field. Indeed it does. So, with wildcard round done, we now move to divisional round. Mm. So, six games becomes four games. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers, the number one seed in the NFC come back into the fold, as do the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one team in the AFC. And they will play the following teams. So, our first game on Saturday will be the Los Angeles Rams travelling to Green Bay, the frozen tundra, as, uh, as is, mm-hmm. to play the Packers. And then later on that night, there will be the Baltimore Ravens travelling to Buffalo to play the Bills. Yes, please. Sign me up for plenty of that game. It's so hard to pick. That's it's definitely so the uh, hard to pick. It's, it's, 
it's kind of weird because obviously all the games are interesting because yeah. at the end of the day it's playoff football. But not particularly bothered about the Rams Packers. Mm. I want a little slice of every one of the other three. Mm. Oh yeah, because I think there's some some tasty tasty morsels on show there. Um, so I have three sets of picks in my book. I'll, I'll I won't, I won't make it too obvious. I'll put it back here so people can't read it. But if you can see there, oh, yeah. that's, that's that's a that's a blank space right there. So live on the podcast, Andrew Cook. Let me get your picks. Okay, hit me with the first one. So, Rams Packers. Rams at Packers. So. Every single time I have the same conversation with podcast alum Rob Rafton because he has absolutely said that the Packers are going to the Super Bowl. And and the conversation goes like this. The Packers can't get it done in the playoffs. Yep. So no no matter how much... We want the Packers to, to do well. The Packers can't get it done in the playoffs. However, I don't believe this is going to be the game that they are going to go out. So, for me, I'm putting down a Packers victory against the Rams. Now, I've already had a conversation today where I've said... The one thing you haven't taken into account is when we're sat watching a Rams blur Super Bowl because apparently the Rams can get it done. But for on paper for this week for me, it's Packers football. Um, it's a consensus podcast pick, really. Every one of us has gone for the Packers, so obviously this will be our... This will be our Seahawks game. So, obviously, anyone who's listening basically just needs to lump on the Rams this weekend. Obviously, that's the uh, yeah. surefire result that's going to come out of that game. Next up, Andrew, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Buffalo Bills. Now, I think I think it's probably easy to say that's probably, of the three games, probably the best one on paper, the closest yeah. one to call on paper. I mean, part of me wants part of me wants to say, can we come back to this game? But come if you want. I have made a pick. I don't know how comfortable I am with it, but I have made a pick. So let's just pull the plaster off and get it done. Between the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills, I believe the winner of this game will be. The Baltimore Ravens. Wow. Yeah. Now, when the when the Bills win, which is so very likely, there will be no no surprise. There will be no surprise in this area. But I liked what I saw last weekend watching Ravens football. And I think if Everything falls into place nicely. Flamar's feeling loose. All of that, I think the Ravens might be able to get it done. 
But am I on my own? Is the question. You are not. Oh. However, there it comes. It is not a consensus podcast pick. I am the only one. Who is giving Josh Allen the respect he deserves? If I had, if I had, so, if I had to put money on it, I'd have put money that out of the four of us, you'd have absolutely gone Bills on this. So the only reason I picked the Bills is because since I think since like week fourteen or fifteen, I've been saying that I can see the Bills making the AFC Championship game. I can. So I think that I think that all season. The top two, so the, the the number one and the number two seed in the AFC, have been locked in for a long time for me. It's always been the Chiefs and the Bills, <laughs> and I do think that they are the two best teams in the AFC. I have picked the I have picked the Bills, and I do think they will win the game. But at the start of the season, I'm trying to uh, trying to point something out. At the start of the season, I did say this for the Super Bowl. Okay. So, I'll be happy if the Bills win, because I think they deserve to be in the AFC Championship game. But, obviously, if the Ravens win, then, depending on what happens with the results later on in the day, (laughs) or over the course of the weekend, my Super Bowl pick might still be in play. So, bit of like a plus. I don't really have any strong feelings towards either two of these. Well, I suppose I dislike the Ravens from a rivalry perspective, and the fact that they are technically the old Cleveland Browns. So, for want of a better phrase, go themselves once of that. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, arguably that's 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 game of the week. Yeah. For me, personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and it's a shame. Obviously, I'll, I'll be staying up to watch it. It'll just be a shame that it won't finish till 2, 3, 4 in the morning or something like that. So. But I'll be up anyway. So Yeah. Next, we take a short hop over to Kansas City to see the first showings of the Kansas City Chiefs in this year's playoffs I don't against like, the Cleveland Browns. I don't like this game either. I don't like this game because we're we're all well aware of my opinions around the the Steelers letting the Browns win the last game of the season to allow them to be beaten by the Steelers week one playoffs. But that wasn't the end of it. I I went on about how the Browns were going to take that the fact that they were being underestimated and they were going to teach the Steelers a lesson and that's what happened. I mean, obviously I didn't pick it that way, but, you know, conversations and so on. So, the Browns were were dominant, especially the first half of that Steelers game. The Chiefs, the Chiefs for me, uh, if you took the Seahawks but added the comeback ability fourth quarter comeback ability of Tom Brady and just put them all in a blender and mixed it all up the Chiefs 
nine times out of ten they'll get it done and then they're just there's just a game where they're just a little bit off and there have been some games that they've won this season that they probably shouldn't have done so for me there's a really really tough combination there a a, a great Browns team comes out on the field and a rocky we've been sat on our asses for a week Chiefs team that, that I mean it could be it could be the clash of, of Titans in some way now as far as the paper the paper's concerned have absolutely gone for the Chiefs to win this game but very much like the uh, the Ravens Bills game if the Browns win this game, I will not be surprised in the slightest. But as far as paper's concerned, as far as my pick, Kansas City for me. Now then, my question at this point is, have you gone, Browns? No. Ah. This, this, this is another one that's across the board. So... As, as, much as, as, as much as I'd love the Browns to win... I just think the only way you're ever going to beat the Chiefs is to outscore them and hope you can get a stop on defence. It's just not going to happen, basically. The um, you just it's it's impossible to keep up with that that offence. It's just that that offence is just scary good. Like Tyreek Hill is just. He's finding he's finding himself open with acres of space to run into. Travis Kelsey's just an absolute monster. Um, you've got Sammy Watkins there who can receive passes. Um, Pringles getting passes. Mm. Is there a guy called Robinson, I think, on the offense who's taking passes. They've got two or three running backs who were uh, who were you know pretty stellar. And I just don't think the Browns will be able to keep up with them score-wise. Now, I can absolutely see a situation where, in a similar situation to last year, I think the uh, the Chiefs against the Texans and then against the Titans in the AFC Championship game, they were two, possibly even three touchdowns down before they even got started. Um, and then within the space of, I think it was five minutes in the second quarter, They'd wiped out the lead. Uh, they'd wiped out the deficit, and they were like two two touchdowns ahead. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if the Browns took an early lead, because the Chiefs do sometimes tend to start games quite slowly. Um, uh, but I think the fact that they're at home will help them because they've got fans in the stands. Yeah. Um, and I just I just think at the end of the day. You're not being you're not beating Patrick Mahomes unless you do something special, and as much as good as this Browns team is, it's not a special Browns team at this particular point. Yeah. So that leaves us with one game left, and it's the battle of the combined 85 year old quarterbacks. Have you seen the thing that Brady posted on on the on the social media of the two old guys? Yeah, the it was a thing of that someone had said. I think all all games between these two should just only ever be shown on the History Channel. Yeah, and then he'd done the mock up of him, him with him with the big grey beard, and he'd made Breeze even balder than he was. So, 
That was that was nice of you, Tom. So. So yeah, we have the Tom the Bay Buccaneers travelling to the Superdome to take on the New Orleans Saints. Andrew, what will happen? Right. Uh, if we if we're not bored of me saying this by now, let's let's really cement this in. This is a really difficult game for me to pick, mostly because I'm, it helps. I'm about. To, I imagine you're about to show my Super Bowl prediction. Absolutely, because I predicted the books to go to the Super Bowl, and at this point in time. I still think that that is a like. So I, I've been talking about this for a few days now. Having to listen to the commentators blowing Tom Brady through the Super Bowl when it's not the Patriots, it's going to be like, oh yeah, you all thought you were getting away with it this year, didn't you? Because the Patriots aren't at the Super Bowl. You thought you were going to get... We're going to have to listen to how he is the greatest thing to have walked the earth. He is the the... Second, third, and fourth coming of Jesus. That's that's what it's going to be. And then he's going to win. And he's going to take another ring. However, he does have to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers past what is arguably one of the most consistent teams in the NFL. And where Tom Brady sits there, there's somebody that is always just there, like a tectonic plate, just just rubbing away, just constantly nipping at his heels for all of those records. And that is Drew Brees. And as far as I'm concerned, and I've said it through this entire podcast, paper, I'm going to blow my Super Bowl prediction out of the water and I'm absolutely going for the Saints. However, and this and this this is where things don't add up. I still think there is a high chance of my Super Bowl coming coming to fruition. So when the Bucks beat the Saints at the weekend, I'll be like, "Yeah, here we go." So paper, if you can put me back, put me down for the Saints, please. But I want it on record. On record that it will not surprise me. And it'll be either a game where it's like... It might even go to overtime sort of game. And then it's the the first person to score kind of situation. Or it's one of those games where the Saints just can't get it going. And the books take advantage. Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly. So this is again consensus podcast pick. We've all picked the Saints. The one thing that's making me want to question why I've done that: how many times does a team beat another team in the NFL three times in the same season? I mean, it it, it never happens. And the Saints have had heartbreaking playoff defeats the last three seasons running. Yeah. Like I say, Monday's going to roll around and I'll be like, I saw this coming. And I'm going to say it here, if the Bucks beat the Saints, my Super Bowl will be nailed on. Because 
that'll be that'll be that because then we'll have to listen to he did it without Belichick. It wasn't a, a Brady Belichick system. It was a it was a Brady because he is the greatest man that ever lived. He's not the he's not the NFL goat. He's humanity's goat. He is a human goat. That's what it's going to be. I would agree with you, and that like so for me, the the winner, the the NFC representative in the Super Bowl will come from that particular game. Oh, absolutely. There's just something, yeah. There's just something about the Packers. I just don't. I just don't like this season. It might be Aaron Rodgers and his smug face, or you know, or Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and his miserable face. You know, yeah. They're basically the same thing at this point. So what that does mean is that with my different with my different pick of taking the Bills over the Ravens, I'm the only one who has different picks. So indeed. I now need a tiebreaker from yourself, from Leanne, and from Amy, which I will just get off off air from Amy. That's not a problem. And I'll do the same for Leanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do the same tiebreaker that we did last time. So if you want to pick the total points that you think will be scored across all four games, and then if it comes to it, that'll be the tiebreaker. And whoever's closest will get the point. Mm. If needed. Okay. Would you like my now? It's up to you. You can you can go away and have a little think about it, and I'll just write in the book at a later date. It's up to you. Two hundred. Nice flat number. So you think fifty point average per game? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't need to make a prediction because because you are you are either win, you are either winning in or losing out. That is that. Just to the end. That is that, as they say. Um, all the uh, all the week eighteen playoff week one games are done. We're going into uh, week two of the playoffs. I mean, I don't think we can call it week nineteen, even though it is. Um, we've predicted. We've said how we think it's going to go down. Obviously, if you want to get in on this action, you know, I'm sure we can sort of prize. I'll send you a um, a Washington. Old name, something. I've got, I've got a few items. I'm sure there'll be collectors' items at some point. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get in on that action, uh, feel free. You know, it's only four games to pick. You know, T- two chances, as Mister Afton used to say. Mister Williams, any other business? Nothing from me, sir. Fantastic. Uh, I don't have anything else. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm emotionally and physically exhausted by having to use this much brain power to to predict games that are almost definitely not going to go that way. Thank you very much to you, sir, for joining me and taking these people through football from a different land. And until next time, which will be next week, I bid you adieu. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another week of the, it's not even the season, it's another week of playoffs gone. A week of playoff football to come and some amazing games. YouTube watchers, subscribing helps the channel and that helps you. So uh, do the right thing, click the subscribe button for us, uh, be a big help. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. You can drop us a line, whether it's social media or email, we don't mind. 
So that's it for this one. Tune in next time for more playoff football and the road to the Super Bowl. Till then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.